everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. Hey, cousin. How you doing, cuz? You giving me the cute little curls today. Very Shirley Temple-esque, but in a very, not a childish way, a very like quaffed and beautiful way. I love it. Thank you. Well, this is called my uh, hairstylist came in and she's leaving them curls so that drop naturally by the show. Ooh, so these I are not going to look like look. this by seven, right? So it's going to eventually, they're going to like, I don't know nothing about hair, but they're eventually going to like ease out and it's going to suddenly look like soft and whatever, you know. You know, it's funny that you say you don't know anything about hair and you often say you don't know anything about makeup. But you know what I find, I found, Joanne, over the years, working with professionals as we do when we're on TV, when we go to events, we have had the luxury and the pleasure and the privilege of getting professional hair and makeup. Have you not learned along the way some tricks and things that you apply when you do your hair and makeup? Definitely. Not that you can do what the pros do. Right. No, 100%. I've definitely learned. Number one, I've learned and this is partly from you, I have to be honest, how to like protect myself and my hair in the chair, right? And how to like negotiate with and talk to, you know, these professional stylists to make sure that I'm getting what I need. So that's number one. And I have learned a lot of really good tips as far as like working with your edges, taking care of your hair properly. You know, it is, it's, it's like, it's like being able to go to the beautician every day, you know, so yeah. you're bound to learn. And I did take a class uh, a guy named Fred for Face on Instagram, who's really, really terrific. Erica Alexander. He's Erica Alexander's Fred makeup for artist. Face? Fred gave me a, le- a lesson. I did an official lesson with him. I and love then that. along the way, because, you know, we, I was doing my own makeup during COVID. When I was first on lockdown, I was doing it myself. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he gave me a really great Zoom lesson. We went on Zoom and he showed me how to do uh, my makeup properly. And then just over the years, different artists have taught me how to do like, one look, like I could do one look when I go travel, you know what I mean? So along the way, like all my different artists have taught me some little tip for makeup or some little tip for hair that I've been able to use for sure. Yeah, definitely during lockdown. I mean, cause I, I could do my hair and makeup a, a little bit enough to like, you know, exactly. be camera ready and stuff. But when it came to being at home and they gave us certain cameras and things like that, and we were doing it ourselves or I had to get one of our makeup artists um, at NBC to help me out. And she also did a Zoom lesson yep. with me early on because I just wanted a, I said, let me give me, since I'm at home I, and I'm not trying to do, you know, that glam that they do right. with the contouring. I said, just let, I stopped wearing lashes during the pandemic. I Girl. was like, let me learn how to do just a basic, basic. made up face that I could do every day that works. And I'm telling you, girl, that's what I do all the time now. Mm-hmm. I've got no, it's, so laid back. I have not had professional makeup since. I don't know how I'm going to act. But you're good at, so you're good at, do you have a basic skill set where you do a great job with your makeup? But, you know, I had, no, I came into too. it with nothing. Well, I mean, you know, I, 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 all I ever used to wear was powder and a, lip, and a red lip. Like that was my version of doing makeup before I got into TV. So I didn't know how to do anything like eyes and everything. And it's funny because Fred had, would have me laugh and he said, because the key thing I needed to learn in order to make it work, because, you know, now that as I'm getting more to my auntie age, my little dark, dark eyebrows are not as dark as they used to be. I used to have like really arch, dark eyebrows, yeah. but now they're getting lighter. So he taught me how to do a brow because if you can get a brow that looks decent Listen. and you can get a lip on you, you're basically done, you know, and he just said, just make sure that they look related. They don't got to be twins, but they got to look related. And yeah. he would have me laughing during this little lesson and <laughs> show me how to like get a brow so I can make a, a decent brow. I can do a little something on my, because I don't have eyelids. So I don't know how to put a little something on my lid and throw a lip on it. And yeah, that's my basic face. But I also have a 
field face. Like I used to go out and travel when I did, when my show, my day side show got canceled, I had to do a little something, something out there. So my, one of my previous artists, Danielle showed me how to do just a basic face, you yeah. know, just real basic for if you're out in the field and you just have to get into a stand up. So I can do a couple little looks, but it, there's nothing like a pro doing it for you. Girl, nothing, <laughs> nothing like, like. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I tell you another really good trick that people just don't think about when they do, if they want to do a basic face, is skincare. Is yes. to put on, do the eye cream, do the moisturizer, do the serum, do all of that under your skin because your skin will glow underneath the makeup. It makes such a difference, difference. to have a great skincare. And then to your point, when you don't have a lot of time, and you don't want to do a lot of heavy, you don't, you won't need to do a lot of heavy, you yes. know, makeup foundation if your skin is good. So and you know what? Good. Yeah. To that, that same point, the other best tip is I don't care how cute it looks and how much you love it, you got to take it off. Don't fall asleep Girl, in it. Don't wear it all day. Makeup on it ages you forever. Oh my God. You will ruin your skin. Mm -hmm. Girl, it is the work. I tell people that girl, I I can't, I like, I I learned that lesson many years, many, many moons ago. Mm -hmm. So I was like, girl, I don't care what is going on the night before. I don't care if I'm out to three or four, what I, and, 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 and have too much to drink, feel any kind of way, what I'm going to do, girl, I could have been in a car accident. When I get from the hospital, I'm going to wipe off my makeup. Take it off. I mean, take it off. And and it it takes me like 45 minutes to get in the bed because you have to wash, you have to wipe it off, wash it off. I use like an oil underneath oil base and then wash on top of it. I I discovered this thing called four, five, six skincare, which is everything because it takes the makeup really off. Cause you know, you you keep wiping and wiping. It's like, why is there still makeup? It's still there. It's still there because everybody wants to use these gentle cleansers. And this, yes. girl, I use Biosance. They have a jelly cleanser. I love it. Of course, it's an all vegan skincare line, but their skincare line is the bomb. Ooh. They have a jelly cleanser that really takes the, the breaks down the makeup. Then they have like an oil cleanser, it's, but it's not what you think. It is so light. It just squirts, yes. squirts out and you put that on. And that is great for when you want to like rub get the mascara out from yes. between your eyes or you want to take the, do not pull the lashes off if you have false lashes because it will take, but that's why I stopped wearing them during the pandemic. Some, and my yes. actual eyelashes grew so much because oh. I stopped wearing false lashes and I was really careful with, with the removal yeah. of them. Yeah. But still, when I stopped wearing them during the lockdown, girl, my eyelashes were like, thank you, Jesus. And they just oh. blossomed. I also put castor oil on them. Oh, that's a good um, idea. Instead of all those serums and all, girl, all them toxins, yeah. I use castor oil. You can get it from Amazon, get a little makeup brush, a little yeah. eyelash brush, girl, and it will grow out your lashes. Oh, I need to do that. I use, all the stuff, it's weird because the things that you don't think are going to happen as you get a little older is because I used to have like... Bl- bl- I had no problem with my lashes and my brows. I had like Rachel Maddow lashes because her lashes are bomb, by the way. If you ever get up close to Rachel Maddow. She doesn't put a lot on. She doesn't put anything but on she them. she has nice Nothing. lashes to start with. She yeah. has naturally beautiful eyelashes and you get real close and you're like, is that mascara? And she has no mascara, near mascara. She just has naturally really thick eyelashes. Yeah. And I'm like, envy. <laughs> I know. Girl, what, what drives me nuts are men, particularly straight men, who have great, long, beautiful lashes what and the thick hell? eyebrows. And they don't need them. Girl. My I'm sons like, have them. Uh, it's like, you don't need those. You don't, you need don't even use them. They should donate them. 
donate them. They should Why do they have them? There should they be should a, donate. forget a sperm bank. Girl. There should be an eyelash bank. There should be an eyelash bank. Because they on their they on their eyes for no damn reason at all. Don't even need them. Don't, don't want them and don't need them. Appreciate them. Don't protect them. Don't appreciate them. Don't care about them. They just there. At all. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. All right, lady, let's talk about some hot topics. We got to yeah. start with this one. We have a lot to talk about. I don't know we're going to get to everything, but Pastor Mike Todd from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Ooh. decided that he was going to teach people to, to understand the messaging of God, try to teach people what it's like, how people are turned off when you walk God in it. talking about God. He decided to use his spit, not God even his it. spittle, but I'm talking about hawk. Like hawk. a hawk, exactly. He did it twice, and it was na- I nasty. I thought he was just doing it for show, just making the sound. But anybody who <laughs> watched this video, it was completely gross. Like he spit out like a loogie. He a spit loogie. out a big wad, a big like full of of of, of virus and, <laughs> and phlegm, <laughs> and just probably <laughs> some food <laughs> and just all kinds of stuff. Spit it in his hand during <laughs> church. Standing on stage. With a big old black man next to him. Who happened to be his brother. That's his brother. That was his brother. And he rubbed, you guys, the spit. For anybody who hasn't seen this video, he rubbed the spit on this man's face. Across his his face. Girl, all over. All under his mouth, on his cheeks. Girl. Rubbed it on the man's face. And the man just stood there and took it and let him rub his nasty hawk spit all on his face. It was disgusting. Disgusting. It, it was, was disgusting. It was disgusting. You could hear the gasps in the crowd. And, and first of all, God wasn't in that. That was, I'm sorry. 
I don't know who he, who he, I never heard of this man until I saw that trending on Twitter. Never, never but apparently he is a, he is a huge mega church, huge. Yeah. And the idea that that to me is not even about God. That's about power. That's about saying, I can, I can do anything to this man. Okay. Maybe that's his brother. I, I mean, that's brother? even worse, well, but it's he, like you literally, that's power. That's, I have power over whoever's standing here next to me and I can rub my nasty spit on them and they ain't going to do nothing about it. It's disgusting. Well, to disgusting. me, it's going too far to try to make a point. It's when a bad idea just goes horrifically wrong. Like horrifically somebody, wrong. his brother the the church lady, the choir director, somebody had to know that this was happening. That's nasty. They had somebody. That's when you have the wrong people around. You. That's right. Somebody they didn't say, "Don't do that." Said, "Listen, Mike. Listen, Don't Pastor Mike. This is a bad idea. Bad idea. I mean, this thing broke the internet. It, it did. Everybody was talking it did. about it. And for, and people like me who didn't know who he was. Now that's I what know I know who of he him. Was. Now I know him for that's that. That's all you I know. Spit. You mean the that's guy that's all spit, the you spit know? Pastor? The spit pastor, the spit pastor, and who are also you pastor. <laughs> hello, and people who are maybe curious about church. That'll turn them off. That people who because look, Christianity has had a rough several years. Okay, a rough several years between eighty percent of evangelicals going for Trump and worshiping him like he's God, and a lot of you know, previous to that, scandals within some major congregations in the black church and then even black pastors telling people don't worry about COVID and then them dying and congregations dying, the congregants dying. The church is having a rough life right now. Well, and with COVID, people not being able to attend church, churches trying to figure things out and shifting and doing church online. Girl, my mama's church, God bless them. They do it on the phone. You know, it's like, you know, people trying to figure things out. So there's been a lot going on, but this, mm-hmm. this was not, this ain't going to help because it may be the thing that people object to about church right now is I the sense, that. right. That it's exploitative financially of people. That's one of the big issues is that the pastor is driving a Rolls Royce or a Benz and that church is located in a, in a community that's struggling financially. And why is he driving that while people can barely pay their rent, you know, or some, you know, internal scandals or whatever, all anything negative like that puts people off, and none of that has anything to do with God. You know what I mean? Charity ministry, but it's not everybody, right? It's it's a lot of pastors like that, but there are a lot of good pastors. A lot, and they get, but that's what I'm saying. They get a bad name, they get a bad rap, but they're from these of, bad pastors, and it's like yeah. there are some people doing real. Gen- I mean, the whole civil rights movement was pastors. Yeah, they were all pastors out there. A lot of good churches. A lot of a lot. need their faith right now, um, and need that relationship. They, I mean, girl, every Sunday. My church is virtual. Some people are going back. They pulled back after Omicron really took off, but they were starting to slowly let fewer people into my church, CCC in Brooklyn. But girl, every Sunday it's live on YouTube at 8 a.m. I am there because I need that right now. Um, but this guy, to your point, yeah. It, it, it really gives pastors a bad name. A and then, I mean, and like I said, you know, one of my good, really have become very close to Bishop William Barber, you know, obviously my, my big brother, Reverend Sharpton, like I know a lot of pastors yeah. and this is not a pastorly thing. <laughs> like this, I could never imagine any pastor. I know, I know I've met your pastor who's a, a wonderful guy. I can't imagine any pastor I've ever met doing something like that. It That's insane. Rough. It was, it was a bad idea, but to, to his credit, I think, he did put out a video um, after that. I don't know how many days after. I've been wiping it off, hopefully. 
No, he 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 put out a video acknowledging that it was a mistake. Stupid. And he basically was saying that you know what, it was it was a bad call, and he that's how I knew it was his brother because I watched that video, and he said that when he was doing it, he noticed visibly out in the congregation that a lot of people were grossed out, and you know he tried, but he still did it. He had to have fun with it and he tried to have fun with it and said, let's talk about the video where the spit hit the fan, but I'm bum. I'm like, this, this not that's funny. not funny. And also, just as a judgment issue, cousin Jackie, you needed to actually do it first before you figured out that that was a stupid idea. You had to actually accomplish the entire spit rub. You had to rub it all on the man. Then later, it would, be, it would be one thing if it was just a. It, it would be bad enough. Let me say, if it was just a little, a little spit, right? I don't want nobody else to spit on me. I don't care I don't if it is spit my on sister, me. sibling. But he, like, we, there was white, like a white loogie. It was like gooey. It was gooey. It, it was nasty. It was gooey. It looked like it was not yeah, in it. I mean, it, it was, was disgusting. It was COVID in there. It was just it was COVID in it. And also, COVID. by the way, you can get him sick. You can get somebody sick with your spit. You can uh, make somebody ill. It's disgusting. Uh, and if you, you're going to tell me you a, pa- a whole pastor and you needed to do it first before you figured out I was dumb. Girl, don't go to that church. Don't not, listen, switch your he, church. I don't know if he I didn't watch the whole video, either of them, because I was so. What I else could I there be? In the video? The, yeah. I didn't watch it to the point where he rubbed it on his face. When I saw what was happening and I knew from reading the story, that's what was coming. I had to turn. I watched watched a little bit of the follow-up video. I don't know if he ever said the I'm sorry thing, but child, I'd be curious to know behind the scenes what's going on with that congregation. And and also that family. Can you imagine what the next um, Thanksgiving going to be like? Well, you know, I guess we can't sit them next to each other because... (laughs) I would have fought him, but his brother had to know. He His brother should have punched him in the happening. face. But he should have told him, brother, this is a bad idea. You ain't doing that. And also, be a man and say, hell no, you're not rubbing spit in but my face. Brother, Why would you stand usually, there and let him do it? But see, usually pastors in their family are usually the one that people listen to. They're born leaders. So typically, if you think of somebody that you know that's a pastor, he other people in the fat family listen to him. He probably went to his brother and said, listen, I want to make this point. I wanted that's brotherly love and devotion right there to stand next that's to stupidity. your sibling and let them do the stupidity. stupidity. There would uh, that's an abusive relationship. That's abuse. That is actually literally physical abuse. That's abuse. <laughs> he abusing his brother. Don't sit him next to each other Thanksgiving. He probably be like, "You gonna eat that turkey?" <laughs> he go, no, he gonna eat it now. Eat it now, baby brother. That's what that's what people. That's what the boys used to do in in school when yes, they, they wanted to eat your. Food, they would no, they and would lick, lick it. it or they would spit it. So you gonna eat it? Eat it. Yes, so remember that. Wouldn't eat it. That's gross. Well, they listen. would lick your if they like you. Like you want you want that um hostess cake, and then they would just go lick. That's like yeah. abuse. Yeah, it is. But it's it's childish. But unfortunately, gross. Yeah, but it yeah. put his name on the map. He's in the news. Everybody knows um, who he is now. Everybody knows who he is now. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how the donations go. But listen, I b- before we move on, I definitely to our guest. I want to say a congratulations to our Joanne Reed for being nominated for an NAACP Image Award. Two. Um, at, for two. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> make my stand corrected for two awards. And I want you to tell us the categories because people can vote for this. And I want to make sure that people 
know where to go and what category to look for to look for to vote for you and support our cousin. Come on, y'all. It's a family affair. <laughs> I appreciate you. She's going to be modest and not tell you, but you got to go and vote because she is in some, she got some tough <laughs> competition, but I feel like this is it, girl. This I, is it. It's, it's, it is a very tough category. I, I really it's feel like I have category, no shot. Joanne, there's been so much going on and you have been such uh, an important voice, um, not just in our community, but just in, in the world right now. So I think that I think that this is this is going to happen. I think a lot of people led by Billy D. Williams. Um, Come on, you <laughs> love Billy D. Williams. So basically, um, and I'm trying to find the exact categories, but of course I'm having internet issues at the moment. Um, so it's best talk show, um, yeah. but I'm in the best talk show category. I'm up against like Red Table Talk and Jesus and Miro, and it's, it's a tough category. Yeah, yeah. Um, LeBron James in that category, so it's tough. Um, that's good that's company, best. it's excellent company it's so it's just an honor to be in that category because it is some amazing shows that are in there and then also best talk host um and then yeah. individually in that category lester holt um i can't remember everyone else it's it's a really like oh actually lebron is in that category so it's a they're stat category so best talk host and best talk program news or talk program so I'm very excited. I'm very honored. And um, we'll see what happens. But you can vote. I think voting goes until February. I want to say until February 6th or 7th. But you can go online at the NAACP imageawards.com or .org. I wish I could pull it up. But uh, we'll put it on our we'll put we'll it on put our it social. In our, yeah, we'll put it on our Instagram when we post this episode um, so everybody can see that. Um, I'm excited though. It's going to be a great show. Anthony Anderson is hosting. Are you going now with COVID and everything? How do you feel about, cause I think they're doing it in person. Are you going to, is go it in person? That? See that I didn't know. And I would love to go. I mean, the one time that, you know, I went out, uh, that was, I was the show, my, my previous show, AM joy was nominated for an NAACP image award before uh, for two for individual and that. And, um, uh, I lost to red table talk and, um, what's his name that hosts the daily show. Those are the two people who won those categories, but, or oh, actually, I think I, I might have been to Roland Martin. But anyway, either way, it doesn't matter. We went to the episode. We had a great time in L.A. Uh, wore the coolest dress I've ever worn. I had two dresses because we went for two different nights. And I had a ball. So I would love to go. And I'm hoping COVID oh, wait, is eased I stand up by then. It is moving forward without an in-person audience. Oh, no. It's yeah. virtual. Oh, yeah, but no, oh. I'm sorry. That, that was my mistake. I misread that. But... They're still going to do a show. They're going to announce the winners. It's going to, I'm sure it'll be a great entertaining evening. Yes. Um, oh, and now I have the information. I have switched to better yes. Wi-Fi. So it is, the, the awards are Saturday, February 23rd on BET. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the two award nominations are for the readout. And big ups to my team, my fabulous team, Tina, my executive producer, and everybody who all work together as a team effort. So outstanding news, information, series, or special. So we're in that category. And also outstanding um, host in a talk or news information or information special. So, or talk, talk or news and information. So you can go on their website and you can vote. And um, you go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. So vote.naacpimageawards.net. And you can go through and vote for all of us. A lot of our friends are nominated. Erica Alexander is nominated. I voted for her, uh, for her award that she's nominated nominated. in. Yeah. So lots of our friends, you're going to see lots of people that you know that have been on this wonderful podcast. And I think it's great. Now our goal next year, cousin Jackie, 
this podcast, we need to get nominated next year for best yes. podcast. So we y'all fans, if you love Read This, Read That, nominate us next year for NAACP Image Award for best podcast because there are like four podcast categories. I and I feel like that. we should be in one. Yes, we need to get that NAMI. Because our it. good friends, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley are nominated for uh, their Two Funny Ladies podcast. Yes. Happy for them. But yes, as you mentioned, February 5th is the deadline to vote. So please, you guys, go and support our cousin, Joanne, and vote for her. Vote, vote, vote. Voting is important. And also, you're going to have to vote in November. So just get, get in the habit now. <laughs> because in November, we're voting and we're going to put four, maybe five black people in the Senate and ruin Mitch McConnell's life. Yes. That's our goal. I love it. All you need is a goal. <laughs> and that's, a, that's a goal. Well, let's get into the wind down real quick, girl. What's your wind down for this week? How has your week been? <laughs> <laughs> I know that sound. <laughs> ah, Lord Jesus. Okay, I don't really have much of a wind down other than to say that it is back in the thick of it. This week, I've been, of course, in the middle of covering all of this end of democracy stuff. Girl, and it is the it, end of days. We'll talk about it in a minute, but it, covering end it of must days. be Covered it, and so it's been it's been a week of trying to balance my sense of real genuine terror, you know, about where we're going in this country and trying to like get it all done. So it's been an extremely busy week and trying to get the self care squeezing in, you know. And I thank God for my therapist, honey. That's all I can say because I had missed two weeks because she was traveling. And I'm like, thank God she's back. That's what my wind down is. Thank God my therapist is back. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, uh, girl, it's, I'm up to here. I'm like, this country is falling apart. But I have to say that what I finally came to um, last night, you know, I spoke with Bishop Barber, who is, you know, he's my side pastor. <laughs> you know, you got to have a pastor all the yeah. time in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. If you ain't in church, but at least you better have a pastor. <laughs> um, so he and, he and Sharpton alternate as my pastors. So, uh, and he said, you know, and he said something I thought was so profound and gave me this word. And he said, you don't let your enemy determine what your fight is. You know what I mean? They, they, when, mm. when you feel like you've had that, that lost battle, that's not the time to end the war. That's just a battle. You have to keep fighting and you don't let them decide I defeated you, so your battle is done. You know what I mean? You don't. De- you decide that. You Girl, decide when you're done word. fighting, and I'm that's not done word. fighting. Because that's a. a he gave people, me a word, right? That's the word. So discouraged by the voting rights um, situation failure that bill, and I mean, a pe- people are just like when you look on social media and you read, you know, messages from people like Charles Blow and, yeah. and so many others. There, it's just like. You know, people are very discouraged but about they shouldn't, how we move forward as a yeah. people. But we, we, you know what? And 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 that that really it re-inspired me. And Latasha Brown has really been re-inspiring. Latasha Brown, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, well, she's been on her thing saying she's inspired. She had a moment of, you know, you have to take your moment to feel d- down, but then you have to come back up. You know, it, yeah. you know, I'm a Lord of the Rings person, so it's like, you know, you know, you got to get Frodo to get that ring <laughs> into Mordor. Like you still, had, if he had trials and tribulations and fought giant spiders, you gonna make it. And what I, what's encouraging me right now is there is so much black excellence on the ballot in 2022. If you want revenge, baby, we got at least four or five ways to get it. Mandela Barnes is running in Wisconsin for Senate. He could take, get rid of Ron Johnson, replace him with him. You got um, a black woman running in South Carolina, Sherry Beasley. You put her in in North Carolina. Sorry, North Carolina. You got Val Demings running in Florida. She can get rid of Marco Rubio, replace Marco with her. You know, you just can go down the line. There are so, oh, Charles Booker is running in Kentucky. You want revenge? Get rid of Rand Paul, replace him with Charles Booker. That's four. 
Then there's a young man named Malcolm Kenyatta, who's one of the primary candidates. He's he's got a lot of uh, competition. There's a guy named John Fetterman, who's the current uh, lieutenant governor, I think, that's running against him. He's pretty tough. But if he, let's say he were to win, that would be five potential black United States senators. There's only been like 14 ever in history. And there's like, at least there could be five more if people come out in November. So the thing is, it's not the sexy answer, but the answer to our, our, our woes right now is repeal and replace. There's a great guy, Tim Ryan, white dude running in Ohio, good candidate. He could win, you know, Pennsylvania. That's a winnable seat. You know, just hold Nevada, hold Warnock in Georgia, hold New Hampshire. If you can hold those seats and win even four, four of these seats that are up, we won't have to worry about mansion and cinema anymore. They can go kick rocks. It won't matter because we'll just overwhelm them with better people. So that's yeah. where I'm, that's where my inspiration is coming from. No. We're just going to have to vote more. And to your point, I mean, it, it's good to think of it that way because it is very discouraging to watch the news. I mean, it gets to the point where I'm like, I can't, you know, yep. I'll tune in for you and that's it. And it's <laughs> like, I just, I can't watch too much of it because, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just so discouraging. And then we have all these deaths going on and then it's the pandemic. And then it's like, we're losing our democracy. It's just yeah. too much. But I love what you just said because, and Keisha Lance Bottoms really touched on this last week. No matter what's going on with all of these, you know, efforts to suppress vote, you know, voting of, of black and brown people across this country, if we overwhelm them with the numbers, we win. That's so right. Like that's what that's the messaging that ha- it just no matter what, we can't be no discouraged. We have to because we can overwhelm them with the numbers. That's right. If and we the, show and if up and show out. That's girl, right. They can't do anything about it. And here's the thing. This is the year, this is the year they would love to discourage us the most. Because think about the kind of people that are trying to discourage us. The 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 you know the uh, uh, Mitch McConnells of the world who say black people and Americans that kind of guy. You know what would really mess up his life? Phone new black senators. <laughs> you yes. know what make his life yes. hell? Phone new black senators. You know what Mr. Make it black Americans black aren't Mr. Black Americans aren't Americans. How Baby. dare he? You want to make his life hell? This is what I'm saying to y'all. Listen, if you want to make his life hell, get together with all your friends in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, uh, Florida. Call everybody you know in a swing state and say vote for everybody black. Girl. <laughs> he will be so sad amen's if he has to look around. And amen's. And it's like five, six blacks. <laughs> He'll be Girl. Like, where am Come I? He now. might retire. <laughs> he Come might make him retire. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> make Look. his life hell. That, that's what I, and, and one of them, in theory, would be his fellow senator in Kentucky. Can you imagine? It Girl. would be him and Charles Booker looking at each other like, hey. <laughs> I would love it. Make I would love his for him life to get hell. On, him to get on the elevator with a whole bunch of black Baby. senators like Carol Mosley Braun did back in the day and they were wishing yeah. Dixie or something yeah. to her. Uh, you know, in the Ella or humming it or something. I remember Listen. her talking about that story. Girl, I would love that. All right, let me get to, let me you, do my wind down real quick because we yes. have a great guest I want um, to get to. we got some great hot topics to talk about too. So my wind down is, girl, I have been not watching much of the news except for the readout. And I have really been just binging some great television. Girl, I was, uh, and, and there. I just, I'm celebrating the fact, if you're looking for something to celebrate, if you're looking for something to be happy about, there's so much television starring Black people right now, and there's something for everybody. I know we kind of touched on it last week, but I wanted to just dig a little deeper, girl, because I am just like, it's so great, particularly in this kind of like in between, you know, we have the fall season, 
And then, you know, we're in the second half of the, of that season, the winter, winter season, but there's such good shows right now. Abbott Elementary with Quinta Brunson. Am I saying her name right? Quinta, Quinta Brunson um, with Shirley Ralph, our soror and Tyler James Wilson from Williams from everybody hates Chris girl. That show is so funny and so worth a laugh. Now Quinta was one of the original cast members of the Black Lady uh, comedy show. Okay. Comedy show. Yeah. She funny that she she went left and did her own thing. She this on ABC. It's kind of shot in that docu style. It's a thirty minute comedy. This show is so funny, you guys. We gotta support. It's so smart. One of the uh, writers or producers did Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm. If you love that kind of comedy, it's so well done. There's another show on NBC called Grand Crew. It is an um, all-black ensemble cast, half-hour comedy, hilarious show. It's about a group of friends that hang out in a wine bar. We see them beyond the wine bar. I love it mostly because it's great writing. It's great casting. But one of the cast members or one of the the, uh, characters is actually a vegan. And girl, you know. You know, <laughs> ever you see a vegan in movie, in a movie or in a television show, they're making fun of them. They're the yeah. weird person. This is a brother within a black cast who's okay. a vegan and they don't even make it like it's a weird thing. They just acknowledge right. it and they go on like there was the, the last episode. They actually talked about his veganism. And this is about the fourth or fifth episode. But in prior episodes, yeah, just happens to mention it. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. They don't make fun of him. They don't make him seem weird. And I love that. Oh, girl, veganism I, is so in with black people right now. You there's no, nobody but, making but, fun of it now. Eric Adams. Everybody, <laughs> no, on TV, let me tell you, because you know I watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Ever you see a vegan, they do what you do. What you gonna eat? What you eat? Salad? What you <laughs> Where the bacon? It's a way to make it. It's it's all <laughs> that. But they have really normalized it. That's great. In this show that's a comedy. That I love. Okay, I got to mention a few more. Naomi on CW. This one's for you, Joanne Reed. Okay. Because you love sci-fi. This is a young Black girl. She's high school, coming of age. She realizes that she has superpowers. When I tell you the writing, this young woman, her name is Casey Walfall. I hope I'm saying it right. Okay. This one, put on your list. Because I know you like to escape through television every now and then, and you will binge something. Yes. Naomi is where you start. Because, and you can okay. watch it with your kids. Well, you can watch everything with your kids because they grow. <laughs> they but grow. This one, but you, but you know what I mean? It's her yeah. teenage friends. It's almost like, almost like a, you know, they're, they're solving the mysteries of UFOs and superheroes. In this series, Superman is real. Oh. You're going to love oh. that one. So, yeah. Now, is that available to- on like Hulu and the apps too? Because I don't watch, I don't, I don't even know how to get on broadcast. Hulu, TV. all the ones that I just mentioned are on Hulu. Perfect. Naomi's on Hulu, Abbott Elementary is on Hulu, and Grand Crew. Grand Crew is on Hulu. Wonder Years, the reboot of the original, but with an all-black cast starring Dulé Hill. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's on ABC. That's on Hulu as well. Everything's on Hulu, which I love. That's on Hulu. It is excellent. It is black excellence. It is so good. It's a drama, but you got to watch that. And then stay close on Netflix. Remember that show we loved, Joanne, with her eyes? What was it? Uh, something in her eyes. Remember that show we loved? Oh, yes. Uh, Behind Her Eyes. Behind Her Eyes. Yes. Netflix has a show called Stay Close starring Kush Jumbo. It's a British okay. show. This one is the one, aside from Abbott Elementary, no, no, from Naomi, that I am recommending for you. 
So I got so many others, like our kind of people on Fox, Papa Pope is back, girl, as the main father. Um, Joe Morton is I started girl. Okay, so I started that one. Yeah. And I started the Wonder Years. Yes. Our kind yes. of people on Fox is so good. It's on Martha's Vineyard. Black people are doing, yes. the doing the most on Martha's Vineyard. It's so good. All Rise have been canceled on CBS, but it is resurrected. It will be on OWN, starring Simone Missick. Um, and just like that. The Sex and the City reboot, which I know a lot of folks, yourself included, was not into Sex and the City. Yes. But the reboot has so many people of color and so many black people, including Karen Pittman, who was on our show. Yes. Oh, Ari Parker. And the fashion is amazing. So you got to check that out. So, OK. And then on CBS, two more. Bob Hart's Abishola uh-huh. and The Neighborhood. Got to watch okay. those two. OK. So y'all have all these shows starring black people. Support, support, support. That's what I've been doing, girl. I've been looking for shows starring black people and it is a wonderful wonderful thing that's the most shows of black people really since the 70s Girl, <laughs> it's good time <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy it's so so good i'm counting right. one two three four five six seven eight nine you gave me 10 shows yes i'm gonna be set for the rest of the year <laughs> Girl, you really are i mean i gave you all these shows and all of them are excellent excellent i didn't even name everything that exists but these are the ones that i have tested out for you and I've watched and it's great content. So I love it. I love it. I love it. And I have started a couple of these I have already started, but I'm very excited about Naomi because you know I love a good sci-fi moment. So I put a little and, star. And it's Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay oh. created this one. I've heard, okay, that's where I've heard about it. You've yes. heard of it. It yes. is so well done. And if you like sci-fi, you are going to love this. And the lead actress, she's a young woman. She is spectacular. Love it. And I was going to watch Grand Crew anyway because it's about wine. <laughs> Girl, it is so That's funny. all I need. Girl, the, the episode, episode three about therapy, girl, will make you spit out your wine. I have watched that episode probably about five times. It's so and funny to me. You gave me another uh, a recommendation that I finished the whole, I binged the whole thing. I, I think I stayed up. This is the one that made me stay up late because I could not stop watching it. It was called Blood. And water, girl. If how y'all have you watch not both seen, seasons? yes, baby. And how I'm waiting for them good? to do a season three, girl. So good. It's a South African drama. The, the again, great fashion, great writing, great writing, great drama, like real drama. Good tension, girl. Excellent, excellent. Right? You will not be sorry. And I and it took me a minute to to listen to Miss Miss Cousin Jackie because she was like, "You better watch it." And I was like, "Okay, fine." Then I finally watched it and got completely addicted. It's so oh, good. So I'll throw that so one It's so good. And you know, Netflix you pulls you in because it just rolls oh, on to the And then it just keeps, and that's the problem is it's like, it's like 11 o'clock. You're like, could I do another 45 minutes? Yes, I can. Go ahead and keep the party going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. Well, we have a great guest. So keep it right here. We'll be right back. So y'all, this week's guest is an award winner, actor, comedian, husband, father of four, uh, writer, pastor, and now author. He is an icon on screen who gave us some of the most beloved shows from all that to Keenan and Kel. And he has recently been seen ministering, starring on MTV's Deliciousness, fun, very fun show. And now he is out promoting his new book called Blessed Mode. I love it so much. Welcome, everybody. Kel Mitchell. Hi, Kel. Hey, Hey, what's up? How Um, you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm blessed. Hey. 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 How's it feel to be an author? Is this the first book? 
This is the first book. This nice. is the first book. Um, I'm super excited. This is amazing. Uh, just to see first see my book on, on Amazon and all over the internet, but then to see my book in Target and in Barnes and Noble. Isn't that the best? Well, okay. No, as, as somebody who's done a couple books, I got to tell you, you are not lying. The two best things is when they finally accept your final draft, meaning you don't have to do no more edits and so you can yeah. sleep. That's number one. But then yeah. the second best thing is that you're walking through Target. You're like, hey, that's my book. Or in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> There's nothing better than to see your book and be like, oh, you know, it's my book. And you want to tell like random customers. You should yeah. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> But, that's but amazing. Cal, I got to ask you because Joanne is being modest. She has written three, is working on the fourth book now, Joanne, correct? I am. And yeah. I'm telling you, every um, time she's writing them, she talks about how hard it is when you're in the process. What was it like for you in the trenches writing the book? Uh, it was it was so deep, you know what I mean? Where, uh, well, I decided to do a devotional. That's what Bless Mode is. Um, but it's a 90-day devotional. So it's 90 devotionals. Uh, and it has you know stories about my life within this devotional as well. And I was doing it during the pandemic as well. So, <laughs> and, uh, and my son uh, was being born, my youngest son during this time. So my wife was pregnant during the time. So yeah, it was deep, but I, what I loved about it, uh, it, des- it definitely is a, uh, a process as you're writing and you really got to keep yourself on schedule. You know, I'm, I work well with that. Like I always work well with giving myself a schedule. I want to be done with this amount of pages at this time. Oh, wow. uh, you know, and I was I was doing that. Uh, but then sometimes life, you know what I mean? As far as like other work that I was doing would get involved and I had to do those cram nights where I'm up <laughs> yep. all night, didn't get any sleep. And then I got toddlers and they wake up and they want to party. So, yep. well, <laughs> so, see, yeah. those were yes, all my nights. All, all of mine were the latter. I did the, the schedule thing. I don't understand that. I can't relate. Um, let, <laughs> let's talk about your family. Cause you, how old are your kids? Um, I have four, yeah, I have four kids. So uh-huh. I have a one-year-old, a four-year-old, and I also have a 22-year-old and uh-huh. a two-year-old. Oh, so you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and you said, nope, I'm going to turn around and he'll go ahead and go back. Like, <laughs> I, 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 Joanne, you, you can freedom. still have more. You could have two more, Joanne. Because you're yeah, going to hang up on you. Can I hang up on, a, on somebody on a podcast? Can I hang up on my own podcast? <laughs> um, so you, you, you saw freedom and you said, you know what? Let me go ahead and go on back. I don't need to have freedom. So, okay, I, I don't understand that at all. Um, but I, I wonder, my kids grew up on you, okay? Because my kids watched all that, Keenan and Kale. So they know you. So they're probably going to be extremely jealous that I got a chance to talk to you. Uh, well, how, is it weird for you when kids say that to you? Like when people say, oh, my God, I grew up watching you because that's what my kids would say <laughs> if they walked up to you. Um, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's, it's what's really deep about it is that I have the, the mom and the dad and then also yeah. the kids coming up at the yeah. same time, uh, you know, for different reasons, whether yep. they saw me on the, the current shows or the shows from from back in the day. Um, so it's always, it's, it's always cool. And I'm always cool with saying what's up to everybody and, and just hanging out and taking pictures. Uh, I had one time where a mom like actually pushed her daughter out the way. <laughs> yeah, the way. That's Kale. Hold on. <laughs> Which was super funny. Super funny. <laughs> I love that. But wait a minute. Do your, your, um, the older kids, are they yeah. familiar with your work? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? From, from all that. And, mm-hmm. um, are the younger kids, are they growing up? Have you exposed them? I mean, they're too young to really yeah. be, you know, understand, no. but do they recognize yeah. pandemic babies? 
pandemic <laughs> babies can talk when they're one month old, Jackie. Well, These are pandemic the babies. They are weird. We, we brought all that back in uh, 2019. So Keenan and I both uh, brought it back as producers of the, the reboot. Yes. And it was a beautiful situation because, yes, my older kids got to experience it uh, like in the late 90s. Uh, but then what was cool is that uh, my youngest daughter got to experience it because we brought the show back. And so uh, it was really cool for her to see me in the Good Burger outfit. She's seen the movie. But to see dad in the Good Burger outfit, she put the two and two together. And it was a surreal moment for me because of just, first of all, bringing the show back uh, for a whole new generation, uh, a whole, whole new cast, and then holding my youngest daughter and still doing this, like bringing back this character yeah. uh, that I created and her, and her loving it and cracking up and uh, having me even do Ed at home while reading her bedtime stories. <laughs> Uh, was just like, just that. a surreal moment. I actually, I had a moment where I was walking around the studio by myself. Everybody had left for work and I just was like balling. Like, oh, this is just a beautiful moment. Let's talk about this devotional because I read somewhere that it was supposed to be a memoir. That's yeah. what, that was the intent initially, but you were like, no, let me turn it into this devotional. And it's called Bless Mode, 90 Days to Level Up Your Faith. So tell yeah. us what it is, Ch like chapter by chapter. What is it exactly? Yeah. So uh, blessed mode. Uh, first of all, I wanted to do a devotional because everybody told me like, man, Kelly, your story is really deep. Uh, you should definitely like do a memoir. And I'm like, no, I want to do a devotional because um, that's part of my life. Like when I was going through ups and downs in life, me getting connected to God, I use a lot of devotionals with that. You know, of course, praying and meditating and all those different things and going to church, but devotionals were definitely very helpful for me uh, within my busy lifestyle or with uh, being able to tap in in the morning and have it start my day. And so I said, I want to be able to do that for somebody else, you know, and maybe for people that haven't been going to church or don't haven't went to church, you know, all their life as kids, that this can be a doorway into opening up their faith and them finding how God loves them and they understand that they're beautifully and wonderfully made. And so, uh, and also too, like we go through a lot of feels, you know what I mean? We go through a lot of things during the day, anxiety, whatever we might've been dealing with and thinking about what's going to come up the next day. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have a book where you say, Hey, I'm going to get up in the morning. And I'm going to spend time with God and I'm going to pray about that. And I'm going to let him come for me within that moment. So now my day is ready to go. And uh, I put that in the book. That was something that I did all the time. And I start you off with a Bible verse. And after the Bible verse, I tell a short story about my life that connects to that. And then uh, after that, I'll take you through a prayer. And then at the end of it, I have go get them blessings. Now, that's my favorite part, because in the go get them blessings, I have you apply what you just read into your life. And that's why I wanted this devotion to be really different than others. But that now I'm giving you a call to action. Like I'm having you go out into the streets and work on your faith immediately. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you you know, because I know a lot of people who the pandemic has really tested their faith. It's really made it difficult. I mean, the mass death, the number of people who've died, people who have people in their lives who've passed because of COVID, or even, you know, some of the, unfortunately, some of our, the parts of the spiritual world that have rejected, you know, getting vaccinated or protecting yourself or wearing a mask and have just said, no, we're not doing it. We're meeting anyway. And then a lot of congregations have gotten sick. There's just been a lot. So yeah. what do you say to people who, feel like, you know what, I, I'm not where I was, you know, when the pandemic started. Yeah, that's why 
something like this is so important because it's really letting you know, okay, I need that extra motivation to get up to even like go after my day because of everything I'm dealing with, all the trouble in the world that I'm hearing. But then at the same time, though, you got to know that even in the word, it says that, yeah, there's going to be troubles, but God is going to bring you out of it. And the thing about it is that so many people are dealing with things where they might not hear that they're loved by their family member. Family member might not be telling them that, you know, but then I wanted it where you could pick up this book, right? And you can go, hey, well, I could hear how God loves me. I'm hearing how uh, Kel got through depression. I'm hearing how he got through trauma in his life. And that's why I wanted to be very, very transparent within this book as well, because I wanted people to understand like, yo, I, I've been there. <laughs> like I've, I've been where you've been, you know what I mean? I, I grabbed some, some alcohol to help me stop and not think about it. But then when that was gone and I was sober, that problem was still there. So you know what? I decided to not drink anymore and now look into my inner self and deal with those things and we'll figure out my life for some things I needed to cut out, some things I needed to stop and some things that I needed to change in my life. So that way I could pick myself up every day and uh, be able to go out and do what I need to do you know, and know that I'm loved. And that's what it's all about because love conquers all. And I think that if more of us uh, start to express that, I think especially in the pandemic, you know, thank God for things like this, you know, Zoom and FaceTime and all those different things where that we could connect with people and have those real conversations. That's what really happened to me during the pandemic, even with family members. We had real conversations because we right in front of each other. (laughs) And a lot of the stuff that you wanted to talk about, you could talk about now. And uh, it brought us together. I know some people, it brought them apart. Mm-hmm. Some people, it brought them together. But at the same time, it was realness that started to happen. It was just like we had to sit down and everybody just really just started to show their real self, you know, have them therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah, for real. Now, yeah, Jesus is the therapy. Point? Come on. <laughs> I know. Amen. Amen yeah. on that. How did you get to the point where, particularly someone who, you know, was a child actor, you know, mm-hmm. spent so much time in inter- entertainment. How did you get to the point where you were like, you know what? Because when pe- a lot of times people talk about being called, hearing from God and running from it. Yeah. Was it something that you were running from earlier in life? And when was the moment or what was that moment like where you said, no, this has to be my walk. This has to be my journey because people would be like, oh, here you come again talking about Jesus. You know, we don't want to talk about that. You know what I mean? And so you deal with that. You deal with being the odd person at the party, the odd person in the crowd. And like, particularly in your industry, what was it? What was the struggle like? Was it an easy decision for you or was it tough? Yeah. um, Okay. So there was a life change that happened with me. Because there was a thing where in, I want to say, early 2000s, you know, 2002, 2003, around that time, I had told my, I did a prayer. And in that prayer, I said, God, if it's it's not of you, I want you to take it away. Right. And so when I did that prayer, instantly things started to come up in my life where I started figuring out a lot of stuff and people I needed to cut off and people just showing their real self. And all these different things. And it was like, whoa. And it was like a storm. It was crazy. You know what I mean? And then what started to happen was, it was like, okay, now I'm on the right path. I'm I'm doing what I need to do. Okay, Lord. But then there's a a bit of leveling up and learning that you have to go through when you get into that 
faith mode, right? It's a level you have to do. And the Lord was showing me that I can't bring all the same uh, lifestyle that I had before to where I'm going. And that took a long time for me to figure out, navigate, uh, you know, uh, really discipline myself within in the word, right? And now to to answer your question, where it was like when I was, people always said, yo, you need to be a pastor. You know, I'm hearing everything about you. You need to be a pastor. You need to, you need to preach. I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. The Lord might have told you that, but nah. And so, but for me though, when it was like things were taken away and things, the people that I was seeing that did me wrong, all these different things and things that I was doing wrong, the decisions. And then when I got to a place where it was only me and God, right? And then God said, rock with me. I'm about to show you a different side. Just rock with me. But it's going to get a little rough because sometimes, you know, God used to, God says, come with me. But then people give up in, the, in that time where it's the journey starts getting a little rocky, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but within those times, I was going to church. You know, I, changed, I was talking to an evangelist that had me praying every day. Sometimes I'd be coming home from a club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they were like, no, we're going to pray right now. You said, we said we was going to pray. We're going to pray right now, right? And I was doing all those different things and I was really just changing my life. And I never got to a point where I was being um, overboard to people where it's like, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, (laughs) I would never do that. Right. Because I knew where, what I, you know, who I was, you know, in my life and where I had been. Right. And so for me, it was more of, I wanted people to see it through my actions. Right. Mm. I wanted people to see like uh, this change that he has given me this this happiness is he giving me. I always talk about the Christ in the crisis, right? So I wanted them to see God's love through me. And that was a thing. Like, as I read through the Bible, when I was getting teachings, Jesus went everywhere. You know what I mean? Like even outside of the church, he was going everywhere. It was misfits and all kind of people around him. <laughs> people were upset. Like, well, who, why are you hanging with them? Because I'm showing them the love of my father. Right. I want them to see that. Right. And that's what it's about for me. I, I, I feel like I've, I've never been even when I became a pastor, it didn't change where people were just like, oh, he can't come kill. He about to start talking about the <laughs> Lord. It was more what was deep was it was more of people going, yo, you can be you can dress like that. Talking about the Lord. Oh, OK, that's swag. OK, kill, still kill. But there's a difference of him, like how he's reacting to things, like he's reacting to things in love. Uh, it's a little bit different. I see a different light on you. I, I even had that when I was on set. I was on set and the actress told me, that known me for years, I won't say the actress name, but they know me for years. And she was like, yo, something different about you. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. And she was just like, man, yeah, something, you know, we know each other since we were kids. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And then uh, she looked under the table uh, that we were on set, we were filming. And I had a little Bible right there. And then she grabbed it. She said, this it. This was going on. Hit <laughs> me with the Bible. And I was like, amen. And then it, just, it started this whole conversation of us talking about faith. But yeah, it's, it's little things like that that's just so amazing. Like I go into a room now where like we're all family. We all meet people for a reason. You know what I mean? And who, who can I pray with? Not like I'm stepping in there. Like I'm about to pray for all y'all. It's more of like... <laughs> Who can I pray with in my dressing room right before I go? That's what it's about. I'm sorry. I know that was a long answer. No, that's, that's a great, oh it's God, a great that's answer. And I, I have a yeah. question for you because, you know, Jackie mentioned, um, you know, you being a child star and, and that's a very high pressure um, life for a kid. 
What what advice do you have for other people? We see so many really brilliant young actors that are out there right now. And as much as we enjoy them and enjoy watching them, I always do wonder how hard that is on, on them. You know, being famous is not fun and easy and it can be difficult and even worse with social media where people can be cruel to you just because they can. They can access you on social media. They can hurt your feelings about your appearance. And that's hard enough for a kid who isn't famous. But I can't even imagine what it's like to be a child star in the social media world. What advice do you have for young people who are in this business? Yeah, it's deep because you're a team within the public eye. And yeah. when you're in the public eye, you're subject to public opinion. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's going to give their opinion. And you being a, a, a kid, a Delting in that moment, you're just like looking at every comment like, oh, no, you say that about me? Oh, my God. You yeah. know? And so uh, even back in the 90s, even before social media was the same thing. It's like, who can you trust? Like, do you really like me for me or do you like me for my character? Are you trying right. to get something out of this? And then those things, when you find that out, it's like, whoa. And then even with some of the adults that you work with, you don't realize like it's a job because they're telling you so much stuff. It's like, yo, and it's like they're, they're your big brother. Like, this is family. But then that show might stop. And then it's like, oh, my bro, not taking a phone. This person. Ain't. And then you don't realize that. So what I did was, was that I, uh, when uh, I had a chance to talk to the youth on our show, when we brought the show back. And I told them something that I wish was told to me as a young actor. And what I told them was, was that know that you were made perfect when you were born. When you were in your mother's womb, you were made perfect. This job is not the thing that makes you perfect. So you got to understand that this is a job and there's going to be many others. And God's going to give you all kind of witty ideas and creativity. So learn from this and then go to the next stepping stone of your next job, your next move of whatever you're going to do. And I was so happy that I told them that because here we are in 2022 and that was 2019 when I told them and I'm seeing them flourish like they're on different shows they're doing yeah. other jobs some of them have left that and done jobs outside of entertainment but they understood it within that moment and I told them to really uh enjoy the moment and I even flew my mom out and uh I had my dad and my mom talk to them because I felt like I saw something within entertainment where with youth where that even some of the parents are green when they come into this and so I really wanted my mom tell them her story as being my manager at the time when back then when she was and just kind of tell the other mothers that were the studio moms how to deal with the child that's going through this. And it was it was a beautiful moment. Like people was crying. Their mom was crying. <laughs> it was just but it was deep <laughs> because they got a good understanding. And what was so dope about it was that it was the Lord saying, OK, yeah, this is why you went through the things you went through. This is why everybody goes to so you can give back and tell your story and help others. It's all about really helping the other generation. And shout out to uh, Marseille Martin. I I love what she's doing. She's really got that concept where it's like, you know, the job, you know, that's what and like I tell a lot of young actors, like really look at her and what she's doing as far as like understanding the business side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. that's brilliant. Well, listen, we could talk to you all day. You're going to have to come back. But I want to let everybody know the book is Blessed Mode. 90 Days to Level Up Your Faith Health. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Your mm-hmm. invitation here is open and endless. Open hey, and man. endless. Come back anytime. <laughs> anytime. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. We, well, what's on that hat, by the way? Because we, we might want you to bring us each one. <laughs> oh, word? <laughs> yeah. It says cash cow on there. It's like I, it is a one. cow. I was like, I think I see a cow, but I can't see. So I could like, wait a minute. Is he vegan? Is, he I a, know. is that a fellow vegan? Don't bring Jackie the cow one. Just me. 
Jackie don't want the one with the cow. Unless the cow is hugging. A cow can hug. Can. Bring a hugging cow for they Jackie. They love you. We love, we love, Jesus loves all the animals. All the creatures. All the animals. All, all the animals. animals. All the animals. No, thank you so much. Thank you, Kale. Thank you. Kale. Yeah, have a good one. You okay. too. Well, that does it for Read This, Read That. You guys, uh, Joanne, thank you for just being your wonderful self. Oh, I love thank doing you. this with you. It's so good to see your face. Um, let everybody right back know. at you, my cousin. Thank you, love. That they, I love you. Everybody can watch you. I love you too. Everybody can watch you on the readout Monday through Friday, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Support her. Vote, 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 you guys, at the NAACP's website uh, for, so Joanne can win not one but two. We're going to try. We're going to do our best. But even if I don't win, I'm just, uh, it's just an honor to be nominated. That really is actually true. It is an honor to be nominated. Uh, When people say that, it is absolutely true. And you, of course, must support my cousin, soror friend, Miss Jackie Reed, Vegan Sexy Cool, vegansexycool.com, Vegan Sexy Cool on Instagram. You're going to learn to be not just vegan, not just sexy, but also cool. And you get fashion, you get fun, you get recipes. I love the partnerships that Jackie is creating with all sorts of incredible people. One of my favorites, Bad Gal Vegan. You know, I'm, a, I'm an addict of the scrimp. If y'all want to eat something vegan, but you don't want to feel, if you don't want to feel deprived, go get you that scrimp because what let me tell you, it will change your life. And she's been on this okay. podcast as well. Uh, vegan Sexy Cool is so much fun and you can take little incremental steps um, to add veganism to your life. Either you want to go all the way or you want to just take a little step into it. Vegan Sexy Cool, that is the place to do it. Um, and we love Jackie Reed. And also support this podcast. Yes. Like, give us some likes. Give us uh, some recommendations. Put the little like button. Share. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a foe. Just to make them mad. And it's read this, read that on Instagram. Leave off the last T on Twitter for safe. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. 
With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.